Hey guys, welcome back to the second episode of the Pastime Podcast. Uh, I'm Mark Cavaliza and I'm one of you guys' hosts. Hi, I'm Mia Diaz. I am your President Greenhand Officer and I've been in FFA for two years. And I'm Elizabeth Beebe and I'm also one of your guys' hosts. So for this week's podcast, please welcome Moises Novoa and Miguel Perez. They are both alumni from Pioneer Valley FFA. So, Moises and Miguel, can you tell us about yourselves? Um, well, as you mentioned before, my name is Moises. Uh, I graduated uh, last year. So, oh my God, it's been a year. Uh, I was in FFA for four, all four years. I wasn't as involved the first two years, but, you know, little by little, I started getting more involved. And uh, that's where I, le- I met a lot of my friends, a lot of people I still talk to. Uh, I remember Mark, you know, when he first came in, we, were, we didn't really know each other, but now we're like, we're like brothers. Uh, same with Miguel. So yeah, I'll just pass it on to Miguel. What's up, everyone? My name is Miguel Perez, and I am a freshman at California State University, Fresno, majoring in agriculture education. I have been up or I was a part of the Pioneer Valley FFA program since my freshman year. However, I same as Moy, I wasn't as involved my freshman or sophomore year. It was kind of more towards the end of my sophomore year. And yeah, it really just made me the person I am today. And I'm excited to show you guys some of my, or tell you guys some of my experiences, insights. So pull up your Google Docs, your pen, your pencil, whatever you need. So let's get this started. All right, I'm already gonna say screw it to the script. I'm gonna ask a completely different question. So you guys, both, you guys both talk about how you guys weren't as involved in the first two years. So your freshman and sophomore year, what made you guys wanna become more involved? More you wanna hit? take it on or yeah I got you um so the only thing that I thought FFA was was just raising animals because my cousins uh they were in FFA and all they would do was just you know like raise pigs for like the county fair and that's what I wanted to do so when I went into high school I just was like I went up to my counselor I'm all like hey I just want to be in an ad class I just want to raise a pig that's all I want to do and when I first went into Mr. Guerra's biology class he's all like hey, if you're going to want to raise a, an animal, you're going to have to do a couple of things here. And at first, all I would do was just go to the monthly meetings. And the only speaking competitions I would do was uh, opening and closing. And I only did that for the first two years of, of FFA. And it wasn't until probably the end of my second year where I started doing land judging. And it was because of land judging that I was able to see all the other things that FFA had. Like, I didn't know there was that many speaking competitions, judging comps. I didn't know state conference was a thing. And then that allowed me going into my junior year to be part of the leadership class, you know, be more involved, but also involve other underclassmen there because I didn't want to have other kids to like, know, oh, I didn't know this was a thing. I wanted to do that. I wanted them to also get to experience the things I didn't get to experience my freshman year. Amazing answer, Moy. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Um, I would say my introduction to FFA was through my cousin. He was a state champion in uh, horse judging at Santa Maria High School. However, when I heard that, it kind of just like flew over my head and I was like, okay, like that's really cool. Um, But then I like forgot about it. Um, And it wasn't until my sophomore year of high school. It was like April, March during state conference. That's like April, right? Yeah. And I walked into Mr. Garris class and I wasn't that involved, the same like Moy, just monthly meetings, animals and all that. And he asked me, he was like, oh, do you wanna to go to state conference? And I was like, uh, I didn't know what state conference was, like not a clue. Cause I didn't know what anything was about FFA. But I was like, sure, like I'll do it. And then he was like, cool, like go to Mr. Ponce. And after that, I went to go talk to him. First time, I think that was like the first time I like really had a conversation with him. Cause I didn't really know him that much before that. And then I went to state conference. It was like a life-changing experience. If you haven't been, you should go. There's like thousands of kids in one room of course we can't do that right now but it was like the best experience and I recommend it to anybody and that's how I got involved but late yeah late start you guys both said you raised animals what animals did you guys raise and like what were their names (laughs) I can go um so I raised this might sound like I do like everything, but I promise I don't. I raised a, I raised a turkey my freshman year. Um, his name was Mater. I raised a pig my sophomore year. It was Milo. His name was Milo. And then I raised a steer my 
juniors yeah junior year and that guy was named Woody and then I raised another steer and that guy was named Buck and all really fun yeah I wasn't as you know versatile as Miguel with livestock I just did one single animal all four years and that was uh that was the pig so let's see if I can remember first year her name was Sugar Mr. Guerra named named it for me my second year, we were actually pen mates, me and Miguel and Paola. And uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Of course. Uh, her <laughs> name was uh, Sirena. You can kind of see the little picture right there. I don't know if Miguel still has his. Hopefully he does. Your uh, my third, I remember. What they got him from Target, but that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> the third year, his I had a pig. This was the only male that I had all four years. I thought he was like really good. I kept talking like, oh man, this is the best pig everyone's ever seen. I showed up to Ferret. He sucked. He wasn't that good. And then the fourth year, I was also hyping this pig up, but the only reason it wasn't as, you know, as good as, you know, I'd expect it to be was just because COVID came in and all that. So there wasn't really that much like reason to be working it, working with it that much and like being with it. So uh, yeah, pigs all four years and, uh, don't regret it. Love pigs. If you want to raise an animal, do a pig. Nah, do a steer. Steers are better. Do do a steer Don't listen to Miguel. He can't even control his own steer, so don't listen to him. Steers and heifers are so much better than pigs. No, you should do lambs. With a steer, you're going to Or lambs. That's all. Lambs. It's all about Sheep and cows. Yeah. You just get way more invested. Like They're like big dogs. I remember somebody said that. They're like... 2000 pound dogs but like they're just so you just get so connected with them after feeding them and doing all the little jobs with them do you remember going through fair and i would walk through the uh the cow section and it smelled the worst out of every single area out of all of out of all the animals i remember the, the cow area was the worst and moy you know it's the worst too you can't you can't say otherwise I have to disagree with you. Yeah. The sheep barn is by far the worst smell. No, not even. No, okay, okay. I'm going to give you the explanation. And you guys are going to be like, oh, it's because you raised pigs. But here it is. The sheep barn is the only one that's like enclosed. So all the stench in there is just going around. At least with, I, I think the cow <laughs> one is actually the, is like the, the, the best by far. It's open. Everyone's just chilling right there. Mm. They're just, you know, kicking back, relaxing. I will admit, if you're not used to like the smell of like pigs and swine and all that, it's an acquired smell. Not everybody can handle it. So <laughs> that's my reasoning for that. The pig barn was always really gross and I avoided it at all costs. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done fair, so I wouldn't know, but good for you guys. Um, how is college going? Moy, you want to get this one? I would love to get this one, Miguel. We should like have a pattern. Okay, so I start this one. Okay, so. Okay, I got you. We're like, like ping pong. We're going back and forth. Amazing. So I am also going to California State University, Fresno. Uh, I am an ag business major. And to be honest with you, every time I hear that question, like, you know, how is college going? I feel like I wouldn't really know the answer as well, because it's kind of the same, because I haven't been able to experience, you know, like people are like, oh, you know, you get to join me clubs, the school spirit and all that. And right now it just feels like, you know, like education connection. It's just online. It just doesn't seem like the authentic experience that everybody talks about, because I remember leading up to like last year, February and March, it was just that excitement, like, oh, I already got accepted. Like, I just can't wait to move down there. Basically the start of adulthood and be able to share like this new chapter of your life with like other people. I mean, obviously I try to make the most of it, but the only thing that's, you know, like keeping me motivated right now is like, you know, like maybe like next semester I'll be able to go and actually experience uh, what everybody always like talks about. Because as much as I want to go to college, you know, to like further my education, I also hear people say like, it's a great way to like you to grow into that new person and to like, you know, meet other people. I actually like college a lot. Um, and I'm going to say this because like, if you're anything like I was in high school and for you freshmen that are out there listening to this, you have six to seven classes. And in between each class, you like talk with your friends. So I'd be like grinding it in the classroom, learning for like 50, 45 minutes. And then I'd be 
traveling from one class to the next right after and I forget everything that I learned because I was too busy like talking with my friends and like interacting with them so now that we're completely online I'm able to like just keep all that information in my head more and I'm able to like like even when I'm done with class I'll like go downstairs and I'll just be talking to like any of my family members and I'll be like did you guys know this did you guys know this did you guys know this and I'll have like a one hour conversation with them because I'm able to retain that information but I still do miss like talking to people I'm a very social person um especially since I'm like one of two kids so it's like school and like clubs and my friends were like my social life so I do miss that but there's ups and downs in everything you do. I will say that with what Miguel was saying, I think it does take a lot of more like self, like discipline and motivation to like seek out and like learn a lot more because like for a lot of my classes, it's like, okay, I'm going to post this right here on Canvas and like you can go see it or not, you know, it's going to be in the test. And I feel it actually helps you like retain the information more and actually learn what you're doing because you are the one that's going after and be like, oh, okay, I'm like taking notes down, you know, and actually trying to like, you know, pass a class and like get a good grade, not just the, you know, the C's for degrees. Your schedule is much more open to like, I'll wake up and the first thing I do is homework. And then I won't do homework until like nine at night. Cause that's when like my brain starts working again. So it's like either, either early in the morning or late at night when I'm doing my homework, but I can't do it like in the middle of the day. I mean, so, I mean, we're kind of experiencing the same thing where it's, where us is like, we're kind of, we kind of hate online school. To the point, like for me, it just feels like I get out of bed, go to class, do my homework, and same thing over and over again. I mean, do you guys feel like last year kind of sucked because you guys your senior year your senior year like at least the back half of it got taken away, and then you guys like you guys couldn't really do all the things that you guys wanted to do. Well, I was in the beginning of the year was like up and down, up and down, up and down. And I remember February, once you get more into the ag program, February is like a big month. It's like state finals. It's like all these applications, scholarships, um, FAFSA. It's everything comes into like legit that one month. I remember it was like, I think it was even like before that, it was like January 15th. I had like three things due that day. And it was, these things were like huge assignments. So I think I wasn't, I was so up and down that month that I was tired when we all went completely virtual. We had just come back from a conference. And when you come back from a conference, this conference was like three days. It was a Sacramento leadership experience. You are so drained that you literally just go to class and you're just there. Like you're not mentally there, but your body is there. And while everybody was talking about COVID-19, I was kind of like happy because that's like what we were just talking about in the entire class instead of like actual work we were just talking about COVID-19 um, but I do I am sad that we were able to like miss a lot of the things such as my last state conference my last um, you know little events for region um, speaking competitions prom all of that like I was missing out on that but I'm really happy with how I ended off that I wasn't that sad because I felt like I was doing so good. I was accomplish accomplishing so much that when it came time to like stop everything, even though it was all of a sudden, I was like fulfilled. Like personally, I just felt like I had, like I did it. And I was so proud of myself that although this was like very sad and I wasn't going to finish off, you know, I was still, personally, I was still feeling good about myself. And Although I do miss those, um, the chance I did miss the chance to like finish some stuff. Um, I wouldn't like go back and change anything because everything happens for a reason. Yeah, kind of like what Miguel was saying, like especially January and February, you know, you're getting like your prepared speeches done. You're working on not just like senior college acceptances, but also like scholarships. That for me, at least personally, graduation was kind of like in the back of my mind. It was just kind of like going down the finish line and you did I didn't really think about it until everything went virtual where like, cause you guys remember, it's like, oh, it's only supposed to be two weeks. And then it's like only supposed to be until April 1st and then this and then this. And the more and the more that it, they kept delaying it, that's when I actually started thinking about, I'm like, you know, we might not actually be able to go on stage. And it, I mean, like 
it is sad, obviously, because you go in there freshman year and like, oh my God, in four years, I'm going to be like, you know, ah, flipping the cap, like, oh my God, whoop, whoop, we're, we're leaving. And you really don't really like think about that when you have all of these things piled up right in front of you, kind of like what Miguel was saying. I mean, I still had things to look forward to. I still had to like do uh, prepared, had to like present that even if it was virtually, we had tree judging. Uh, there were still a lot of the things that we were still like excited about. And yeah, maybe there weren't, exactly how we planned them to be but i wouldn't change anything for a reason like i mean i wouldn't change anything how he says everything happens for a reason and i'm happy with like how life is going right now even if i didn't get to walk on stage hopefully in a few years we'll be able to do that and i can see that miguel's phone went off so uh yeah keep it professional migs you're just like in the mentality of like keep going keep going keep going like what's next what's next and i think like something i tell mark is like don't and Mia and Elizabeth is like don't fall asleep right now like even though you have you're in your room and you're just like doing this thing every day like you have to stay awake and keep on accomplishing things because later on when this is all over and if it's all over you have to be like oh well I did this when I was when while everybody else was like in their bed like doing nothing like and especially in FFA you have to use it as a tool to do those things to keep on accomplishing stuff even though the whole world is like not doing as much so that's like an advice i'd give you to like not fall asleep and keep on doing as much as you possibly can well i i, I think me and bb can agree with me on this i think the reason we wanted to do like this podcast is to accomplish something i mean we see that i mean our school we haven't really done much like we haven't been able to open up and do stuff for like our seniors or our members it's like what's the best way we can connect with them what's the best way we can interact with them because i remember do you guys remember like I mean, I remember my freshman year when I went to state conference with you guys, I remember that I was like, I've never met like half of these people before, but, but at the end of it, I was like, wow, these guys are my friends. Like, I remember Moises would make fun of me and I was like, who the hell is this dude? Like, why is he talking crap to me? But I was like, damn, this guy is awesome. And he was my friend. And I was like, Miguel's like, this guy has like the biggest smile in the world. And it feels like nothing can ever take him down. And so I was like, damn, like these people are super cool. And I feel like for us, I mean, this podcast is to showcase that. It's like to show both of you guys or other people to show like, dude, like FFA, like this will give you guys like such a cool experience. And you can see that with both of these guys who, you know, who experienced so much and they're still like, you know, it, it helped them in the long run, even after college or even after high school. So go ahead, Vivi. Just a little side note. This is going to have to get cut out. You said the word damn. So you also said crap. You like said yeah, crap. So, Why'd you repeat so, it? Yeah, repeat it and don't say the word damn. Oh, don't say crap. It's fine. It's fine. We'll just keep it going. We'll just keep it going. Whoever listens to this, just don't report us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think the teachers listen to this. No, Miss Garris said she watched um, the one with her and Dickinson. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Garris. And she was super excited for this podcast to come out because she, oh. yeah. Ms. Gary, I'm sorry if I said the D word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no. <laughs> okay, um, all right, so we're going to start right now, right? It's, just it's fine. It's just fine. Just okay. keep going. Okay, so I, I think that's a great outlook to like, yeah, it's, right now it's really easy to always look at the negative things. That's the easiest thing you can do. Look at something negative and like just keep like hammering down on it and be like, oh yeah, this sucks, this sucks. It's hard to be like positive and to try to continue doing, you know, things for like people like, how you said, do you really think that if we weren't in lockdown, you'd have like these podcast episodes coming up? Like, I don't, I think I already picture right now, we'd be in that leadership, like, oh, maybe we can start a podcast. And you're like, oh yeah, great idea. <laughs> Not really even like write it down. But I think that's, that's a great thing. You know, like you're trying to connect people. And like, I think that's a great way to motivate someone, like maybe a member who ha is a freshman who hasn't even done really anything that much FFA related has been like, you know, like they're trying They're like, they put something out. Like how many people do you know that are doing that? Like maybe they're, this like really is a thing for me. And like, the, this is the reason they want to join FFA and like continue like, you know, being involved. Mm -hmm. So um, for our next question, um, we're going to take it a little bit more serious. Um, how would you encourage an inactive member to become more involved? Do you want, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, this question like reminds me a lot about like interviews. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I would, I think it just really takes it. 
it makes you put yourself in the perspective of a freshman. And I know that when I was a freshman, I was doing so many things. And like I was doing avid volleyball, soccer, like FFA, everything. And it was just like, I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent in any other or in any club or anything. And that was very difficult for me because it reminds me of the quote, like, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. And it was like, as a freshman, I was always like, oh my God, what am I going to stand for? Like, what am I, what do I represent? What is this? What is, what is my role in like helping the greater scheme of things like PV and FFA? And what really like locked me into FFA and what I would say to like these freshmen who were like hoping to get motivated is to like think of those experiences that give you chills. Cause ultimately that's what hooked me into FFA was when I was at state conference, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> and I was like at the bottom, like in the pit. Um, if you haven't been to state conference, there's like the stage in the pit and then there's like rows going up. So I was like at the pit and I remember like they were calling in people and I literally just got chills all over my body. Like it was unlike anything I've ever seen or like ever felt before. And that was, that moment I knew that this was like 100% what I was going to do. So that's what I would say to a freshman, like look to, to get those moments, like be competitive, be looking out for those things. Cause something that I'm so thankful for is that as a senior, you don't really, or as a freshman or a sophomore or junior, you don't really see these things as like, how are they going to benefit me later on? But trust me when I tell you that, as a senior, these things are resume builders. Like I have my resume and there's so many things that I'm able to put on there because of this organization. And as a minority, like even myself coming from like family that doesn't really, um, really put themselves into something, whether that's like sports or something like that. I was so thankful that I was able to be competitive and want to be the top people because of this. And that just made it easier when I was transitioning to college and like looking for jobs and all that. So yeah, like just stay motivated, want to get those chills that are like life-changing moments. Um, just to like dive deeper into this, um, what about for students that were in the position that you were in? They were inactive, they just wanted to raise an animal. So they, sophomore year, they just were like, going to a monthly meeting here and there, what would you, what would you say to those students? Oh my goodness, that was, oh. what happened? Or what's up, Moy? Oh, uh, did you want to continue? Oh yeah, you can go, Moy. Oh, okay. So that's actually what I was going to touch on right now. Uh, I always try to seek out, like, especially senior year, like maybe the freshman or the sophomore who I would see, and a lot of us would see, you know, just show up just for the credits. And then I would try to like sit down with them and be like, you know, like not, I never really wanted to make it about FFA when I was talking about them because then it seemed forced. You know, someone comes up to you and be like, hey, did you think about this? Did you think about that? Like, it doesn't feel natural. It just feels like somebody told me to go talk to you about that. And I wanted to get to know like, hey, like, you know, like, you know, do you also do like sports? Are you an ASB? Like, what do you like to do outside of high school? And like that way it makes it seem like more natural. And like, hopefully like people are able to see you know, like, you know, these people really do care. You know, it's not just a club. A lot of us like, like to say like, it's a family. And that's what I really feel with all of us right here. Even with like the kid that doesn't really like do that much to like, maybe like the chapter president. I mean, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? We've all heard that one. So I think one of the things that I always try to like tell people is like, you don't want to like graduate or be a senior and look back with regret. I'm pretty sure Miguel and I, like since we weren't involved our first two years as much as we'd want to, we always think about, man, what would have happened if I did Creed? What would have happened if I did this judging team? Because right now we think about the memories we made our junior and senior year and think about like, you know, we could have made more. We could have met more people. We could have branched out to like newer opportunities. And I don't think anybody wants to miss out on that. And as much as, you know, a lot of us think of regret as a bad thing, I think it's also kind of like a learning opportunity. You know, like, okay, since I missed out on this, like, I want to attack this new opportunity. I want to branch out into this. And I think that's something I would tell, you know, people who aren't as involved right now, but maybe need that little push is that kind of how he said, like, you, do you want to have that experience that gives you chills that you're not just going to remember for the rest of high school, but for the rest of your life and build these relationships that, you know, like, you can be like, you know, like, 
they're not just my friend, like they're part of my family. Yeah. And I, I think for me, it was really like, <clears throat> like, as you said, I came in really late. It was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm always never going to be good enough to those standards. And especially since I only had like two years left, I was like, well, how am I going to get to where I want to be if I'm so low, so late? And that just pushed me even harder. It just made me forget about my fears, made me forget about what I was lacking or what I was not good at. And it was just helping me focus on just do it. Like just, even if you're not the best, literally just do it. And that's literally what happened to me when I came back from state and I applied for sectional office. Like I got slated against a kid who was like state champion in this regional competitor in this like all of these things. And I was already in my head. I was like, how am I going to be able to get this position? If this kid has so many things under his belt, what am I, how am I going to level up to his skills and expertise and experience but you just have to forget about all that forget about what you lack and focus and maximize your strengths as much as you possibly can yeah miguel i felt the same way when i got slated against you for a region <laughs> you know that was that was a crazy experience but something that i've been able to like see it in the long run is you learn so much more from your losses because when you win, you're just like, ah, like I'm happy. But when you lose, it's like you feel happiness for the other person. Then you also feel sad. And then you also feel motivated. And all those emotions ultimately make you stronger and like more resilient. And that's something that like kids who aren't in FFA don't experience. Like it's literally like kids who aren't in FFA are like walking zombies because they don't have the experience that like of winning, losing, of being so sad that you're like to the point of tears. And that's what like wakes us up earlier. Like, okay, didn't get it. Move on to the next thing. Like, what can I do better for the next time? Yeah, like to apply that experience with, with us. I remember junior year was the first time I did citrus judging. And we actually thought, you know, like, oh, we're like, we're like really hyped up. We're like, oh my God, we might actually like have a chance. You know, like, yeah, yeah, we we're like trying to manifest it, and we we're like, and then obviously we didn't get it. But then, kind of like you know, losing is a terrible friend, but it's the best teacher. So like after losing, you kind of have like that fire inside of you, like okay, people didn't really think we could do it back then, but like you know, like now we're gonna do it. I remember beginning the senior year, we like sat down, we were like every single day we would practice, even if it was just for a little bit, because we put it in our minds that we were gonna win already. I would start going around telling everybody i remember you guys knew this like we're gonna win so i mean obviously it would have looked bad if we didn't but we did and we're like you know we're gonna win like there's no doubt about it and obviously it's just like and i don't if it wasn't for losing i guess the junior year i don't think we would have that motivation that we would have had our senior year and i think you can just apply that to like everything you mature faster for sure um do you think you were able to accomplish everything you wanted to even with your only like two years of time that you had? Oof. Um, well, as I said, like state conference was when I got really involved. And like, for those of you who don't know what happened or what happened was when I first went to state conference, it was like really cool, but it still wasn't like, I still wasn't like, ah, oh, like, I'm gonna do this. But then I don't know if Mark, you remember this. It was, um, somebody was, Nick was regional officer. So if you're a regional officer, you got to sit in the front. But then if you're a delegate, you got to Nick's Mark's like, yeah, I didn't remember. But then if you're a delegate, you get to sit like in the pit, but like in the back. And I remember there was an open spot and Ponce asked Mark if he wanted to go down there. And Mark was like, nah, 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 nah. Like, <laughs> I'll stay up here. And I don't know what got into me, but I was like, I'll go like, I know how many tribute, like <laughs> I'll put myself out there. And when I went down there, that's when it was like, bro, like, what, what am I doing? Like, I want to stay down here forever. Like, I don't want to go back up there. And that's when it like changed. It's like, whoa, like, yeah, like this is, this is it. Wait, I'm sorry. What was your question again? I totally forgot. <laughs> Did you accomplish everything you wanted, even in your only, like your two years that you were oh, able yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. So that was like my goal. When I was down there, I saw Nick up there who was like our chapter president and I was like I want to be that like I want to be up there and that was like my ultimate goal like I want to be it wasn't even like I want to be regional officer it was like I want to be in the front row like that's just what I wanted to do I just wanted to be as close as I possibly could to the stage and 
everything that came with that, like hoping to get that was just helping me out in the long run. But I think my experience was one that I didn't expect, but one that I was given. And I'm so thankful for that because when you don't, when you're, when you want something so bad, you don't really think about like the little challenges that come in the middle. So you just, you're just hoping to reach that. So I guess to conclude, I'd say, yes, I was able to complete everything I wanted to. Yeah, I wasn't as cool as Miguel. I sat in the nosebleeds at the state conference. <laughs> we were always trying to get on camera doing like, ah. But uh, for, for me, my main goal, uh, especially for senior year, was to like do everything that I wanted to do and like without basically go through my senior year without regret. That's why I, I did a lot of the things that, you know, that I did. Instead of doing job interview, I did prepared because, you know, like I want, I've always wanted to do prepared and I didn't want to like, no, go I, to you wanted to compete against me. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it's my turn, Miguel. Uh, so I wanted to do prepared so I can beat Miguel. That didn't really work <laughs> out. Uh, I did citrus. I did livestock again. I applied to SLE. I ran to become a state officer because I didn't want to, you know, look back after I graduated and be like, man, I, I really wish I did that. Or like, you know, I keep preaching about, you know, take these opportunities. So it would look really, you know, bad and like kind of like hypocritical. Like, you know, he's telling me that like, you know, do everything that I want to do, but he's not even like doing it. So I, as much as I wanted to set an example for a lot of people, I wanted to go like all senior year with taking every opportunity that I could and actually putting, you know, my max effort into it. So yeah, I'd say I, I did uh, do that. Well, I just I just want to bring something up. Do you guys remember the first year we went to state conference and we were eating at like Jesus Pepe's or something and we ran to the state conference because we were like, oh my God, we're going to be late. We, we showed up. I remember we were taking, we were eating like as if we had all the time in the world. It was and good then, food. It was, it really was good food. food. Like, That's why. Like pasta and all that. Yeah. And I remember we had leftovers and we just kind of gave it yeah. out to everybody. We were just giving, we were just giving it out. And I remember somebody gave away the pasta that I kept in their little thing, so I didn't get that. And we were just like running away. Like as soon as we got there, the state officers were barely doing their little like hoorah, welcome to state conference. And we were like ah, we were up there. So yeah, it was fun, fun times, dude. And then um something about like Miguel, you talked about like being like super close to the like you know like the bottom, yeah. dude. So I was talking about this with BB earlier. So this girl met Luke O'Leary and she didn't know him and she took a picture with him. And like, you know, us, we were like, Luke O'Leary's our God. Like this man's amazing. Yeah. And like, we're never going to get close, like get close to him. And BB takes a photo with him her freshman year. And she had no idea who he was at that time. Wait. Okay. So oh, no. I took this picture with Luke O'Leary and I didn't remember that it was Luke O'Leary. Like I, Dickinson and I were talking and he was like, yeah, you have a picture with Luke O'Leary. I was like, no, I don't. I've never met this man before and he was like yes you do and he showed me this maybe was just like and i was like that happened he's a fake and fan <laughs> he's not a real one like, i knew of him one. but i don't think in the moment i like realized who he was or if i did i completely just pushed she that was just star starstruck she's like oh my god it's luke and didn't even remember the whole incident she doesn't remember state conference at all also i want to bring something up from the from the second year that we went to state conference i remember this time we went to california adventures before we mm. went there and mark and i sat next to each other on the Incredit coaster and i remember i was really scared that when we started going up i asked mark to hold my hand and we were like <laughs> this the whole time and when we went down, I, I screamed really loud. And at first, it didn't really feel like much. But I don't know if you guys remember, my voice was gone throughout the whole thing. I would start talking like this because yeah. I, like I wasn't able to talk at all. So, yeah, that's a nice little tidbit. All right, continue. I remember it was it was the loop because, you know, how Credit Coaster has that loop. And me and you were like, okay, we can't do that. So I remember when we like did all like the like the down parts and we're like, the loop is coming, the loop is coming. And we're like, Moises, hold my hand. And I remember squeezing your hand so hard when we got over the roller coaster. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, yeah, who's Luke O'Leary? Sorry, I'm like oh, I'm this, this actually this this makes a lot of sense because the whole time she was just kind of like right there. Um uh, well Luke O'Leary, he was 
California F FFA state president. What was it? Our sophomore year, right, Miguel? So this was 27, 2017 to 2018, I think. And then he became the national president the following year. And he's like, you know, for us, we're like, oh my God, it's Luca Larry. But I feel like you do that to like a lot of the state officers because you see them and you're like, you know, like you think, oh, this is the pinnacle of what an FFA member should be. Like, oh, they did everything. They're perfect. They're like, so like at first when you meet them, you're like, oh my God, they're basically a celebrity for you. But then, you know, they're done. And then now, now they're just like, <laughs> they're just like regular people like us. But Luca Leary will still forever be a celebrity for the rest of his life. Okay. Well, you, you don't remember the photo you took with him. So like, how can you? I do now. I think it counts that I do now. Nah. Let's hope he doesn't listen to this because you're a fake stan. Nah. <laughs> I, assure, I assure you, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's. <laughs> yeah, probably. Don't, don't send it to him. Mia, I don't like this attitude from you. I know, like, you're the youngest out of all of here, but, like, you don't realize, like, how important this is for us, okay? Oh, okay. I love Mia. Mia's Bro, you were, you were, like, a freshman at some point, too, Mark. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't like your attitude. <laughs> Speaking of attitude, you had the worst attitude your freshman year, walking around the place like you own the darn school. Here we are, like I'm the fa I'm the best Cavaliza. Look at me do Creed. Yeah, if you look at the other podcast, um, Dickinson kind of disses him for being a little cocky. Okay, but listen, I know I'm a I, I, freshman year. I was a little cocky. Yeah, get him back, Mark. Say say yeah. it right here. Tell but it to he, him. But I I I've matured as a person throughout the FFA program. The FFA program taught me how to be more, how to be more humble, how to take care of other people other than myself. And I had that opportunity to grow and to become better. So, you know what? I was, when, when did you memorize this? I memorize this. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask him, like, oh. when did you, he has it written behind this thing. He's ready for any interview. Listen, I was a cocky freshman. Am I still a little bit cocky now? Maybe. Yes. But... I have grown as a person, I promise you. Moises, that, that kid that you saw freshman year, I'm not him anymore. And I'm pretty sure you know that, right? You, you, can, you can say yes to that, yeah? I, I need you to say yes. Like, unmute and say yes, please. <laughs> you, didn't un, you didn't unmute. You didn't. Miguel, can you please say yes? Yes. So let's continue. But yes, he said yes. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could have seen how cocky he was. Um, but what have you guys been up to, like, during COVID? I work at Chick-fil-A. So, uh... <laughs> I saw you. I went to go get Chick-fil-A, and I saw you. And I was like, hey, that's Moy. But I didn't want to say hi. I was. Scared. I could have I sworn it was you, but I didn't want to go up to the car and be like, is this Mia? Because I didn't think, like, you'd remember me. Uh, but... Moises, I have a question. how do yes. you feel about uh, raising canes being built right next to Chick Fil A? I'm not a Chick Fil A representative. I just work there. I really don't care. Um, so, I mean, right now during COVID, kind of like how Mark said in the very beginning, it it really does feel like the days just kind of blur together. It does feel a little bit repetitive, and you know, for me, it feels like the first time in a long time where I actually have like like a schedule and my stuff together. Because I remember with like high school, everything's kind of like free flowing, kind of like kind of Miguel kind of said it before, like you leave a class, you kind of go talk to your friends, you're just kind of like going to the next class and you're just kind of there just to like memorize it, regurgitate it back for the next test and then move on. And I feel like I made it a point with myself because I didn't really like my performance last semester during uh, my first year of college that I made it a point to myself, like, you know, like you're actually going to get it together. Like this isn't high school anymore. This is, these are the big leagues. You got to get it together. And so far, I, I think everything's, you know, been going okay. And yeah, that's what I've just basically been doing during COVID, Chick-fil-A, school, cool podcasts. So my first semester um, was pretty hard because I was taking like chemistry classes and like I was literally just reading books the entire time to like memorize stuff. And that was kind of like just it, like just school exercise, um, work here and there. Um, but I remember now that I'm talking about like my classes, 
Ms. Baldwin is the, what is she like? The, she's the ad chemistry teacher at Pioneer Valley. I remember when I was taking my class, I was like, look, Ms. Baldwin, I'm taking this class. Like, you have any advice? Like, I'm like super scared. And like throughout the semester, I would like text her and be like, hey, like I got a good grade in this test. Like I passed the class and all that. And um, I think that's like the fun part about this program is that you still keep in contact with those teachers. Like I remember, I don't know if you guys know this, but my senior year, I would, all these applications, I wouldn't want to go to my English teacher for help. So I remember Ms. Baldwin, <laughs> I'd always go to Ms. Baldwin. I'd be like, Ms. Baldwin, what do you think about this response? And she'd fix like all the little um, grammar errors because I did it. It would be like my first rough draft. And I'd always go to Ms. Baldwin. Um, so yeah, hopefully she's here and she hears this. Thank you so much, Ms. Baldwin. You helped me out with so many scholarships. You are Shout out to Ms. Baldwin. Go, you are the GOAT, Ms. Baldwin. Thank you. Shout out to Ms. Baldwin. Speaking of teachers, sorry to interrupt. Um, but what's your favorite ag teacher and or who is your favorite ag teacher and what is your favorite memory with them? I don't I don't think we're I don't think you should answer that. I don't think you should answer that. Okay, uh, I don't know. They're all my favorite. All my, all the ag teachers are my favorite because without them, the ag department would not be what it is today, fostering these young uh, adult leaders. So uh, they're all my favorite. But Listen, in terms of. Like, who are you close to with, I guess? If we were to translate the question, because for who me, I'm, for me, I'm closer with Miss Gara. Mia wants to know who she needs to go to advice <laughs> and help. She's uh, like, who do I go with? Okay. Tell me. Okay, it's 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 between Mr. Guerra and Tyler and Mr. Dickinson. Uh, and you know, that's just because like I've known Mr. Guerra like really well throughout all four years. You know, I would go with him, like he pick up the pigs and like go weigh them. And he'd be like, you know, like don't drop the scale. And I remember I dropped the scale and it broke. And he, I think he got mad at me, but he never said that. And then the other one, Mr. Dickinson, and uh, my favorite memory with them was uh, my sophomore year, we were in the Brown Ag Van. We, we went to go compete uh, for land judging. And after you're done, you're just, am I mute? No, after you're done, you're just able to go down into the pits and kind of like review and like, oh yeah, this one was good. This one was bad. Basically they went over it and I would like realize that I did everything wrong, but that's not the point. Uh, SM's team started coming down into the pit and then we were like, oh, let's get out of here. And we're like, oh, okay. And I don't know why, but Mr. Dickinson, I think he tries to floor it on the van and we get stuck in the mud. And the, the night before it was raining like a lot. So every, everything was muddy. And the more he would keep going, the more he would get stuck. And we, we tried putting like grass under the wheels. We tried pushing it. We tried doing a lot of things. And we were there for probably like, I don't know, two to three hours. And I remember we sent Dora and Aldane to go get help. And they never came back. They just kind of like walked away. And it was funny because they weren't even in like any type of rush. They were just kind of like moseying on along. And I guess we won something. We never picked up the ribbon. We were too busy trying to get the nerd herd out of the, out of the mud. And to be honest, I don't even remember how we got it out. I think we just used, uh, you know, my hulking physique was able to push it out. And I basically saved the day. And that, that till this point, I think that is my favorite moment. Like not just of FFA, but of, of like high school. Because every time someone's like, oh, what's your favorite memory of high school? That is the first thing I think about. And that was probably like the time where I'm like, it, it seems weird, but like, you know what? FFA is fun. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, it's not just farmer boys and, and rancher girls. It's people in vans <laughs> trying to get it out the mud. So, yeah, that's, that, that's got to be my favorite part. Shout out to Pula Land. Girls. That van has, that van has just been through some stuff. <laughs> we were talking, me and Dickinson were talking, and he said he's crashed it twice. You're allowed to say that. Um, <laughs> uh, but the reason it's kind of dirty from the inside is because one time, I mean, you guys know we don't get snow here. So when we were coming back from a trip, we were like, it was in the side of the road. It was like, it wasn't even that big of a gap. It was barely the side of the road. We stopped there because there was ice. It wasn't snow. It was ice. And we started chucking it at each other. And what happened was, like Abel dropped the coffee all over the van and we started throwing ice inside of the van. So it got really dirty. And I remember Mr. Dickens was like, oh, when we get back, you guys are going to clean it. We all left. We didn't clean it. Um, so yeah, that's probably why it's still like that. So yeah, go ahead, Miguel. I'll, I'll, I'll pass it off to you. Um, yeah, same like Moy. All the ag teachers are my favorite ag teachers. But I have to give a shout out to the girl ag teachers 
because when we started, um, it was like kind of like an all male department. And like, I don't know about you guys, but like for for me, like I love to talk about my feelings, like whatever, like even if I'm like, like, oh my God, Miss Garrett, this can't happen to me. Like um, when when Miss Garrett and Miss Baldwin came in, I just felt like I was able to talk to them more. And I was just so thankful that they got there, but all love to Mr. Ponce, Wendell, Mr. Dickinson and Guerra. Cause honestly, like I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Mr. Guerra. Like he's the one that like saved me. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Guerra. I'm so Panthers. Okay. <laughs> 110%. Um, we're coming towards the end, but before we end, do you guys have any questions for us? Yeah, I got a question. If you, Since you guys gave us that, you know, real, like, hard question. Uh, who was your favorite from our class? Uh, <laughs> like, like the senior class? Like yeah, the senior, the senior class. class. No, not graduated? Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely not you. Okay. Thanks a lot. No, I'm kidding. Um, my favorite, <laughs> not playing. You guys don't have to answer that. I, I don't I don't know about me and DB, but I can't choose my favorite. I think everyone was my favorite because I was like, in a, way, in a way, all of you guys were kind of like my my bigger brothers and sisters and you guys kind of took me under your wing and I felt like I was baby that sometimes, but you guys were like the best people, like you guys were the best people I could serve in the chapter team with, even though we were a big family, like you guys like, you guys made sure that everyone was like heard and felt. So love you guys. Yeah, I didn't really talk to any of the seniors. Literally, the only one I talked to was Moy, but that was because we had a class together. Wait, what are you talking about? I would literally go every seventh period to help you guys do opening and closing. I don't remember that. Maybe it was uh, a different No, it was, it was you. You had Mrs. Guerra seventh period, did you not? Yes, but I don't remember you. I thought it was Hannah. <laughs> oh my god okay all right i see how it is all right um yeah no... so you don't know who luke o'leary is and you don't know who i am dude are you even in the ffa I'm like, luke. Is it... <laughs> i do know who you are but like you're the only senior besides luke actually like not luke o'harry but like <laughs> luke luke um, o'harry luke o'harry no redhead luke you know the one that was in our class he was not redhead yeah, it's like Zaragoza. Yeah, Zaragoza. Shout out to Luke. Should we like give kids advice on like stuff to do? Because I feel like some kids are gonna be like, "Oh, well, like, what do I? What can I do?" Yeah, in the or like in general, like every little aspect, like whether it's like proficiencies, judging teams, raising animals, being competitions, conference. Okay. Um, well, I'm like listening to everything. <laughs> let's let's end it on this. Give the listeners some advice. Any advice? Just give them advice. Hit us with a banger, like the like the best advice. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go first, Miguel? Yeah, go. So something that I think I've stressed most of the time, and I always try to do, is don't forget to have fun. I think we always get caught up. The, with these competitions and trying to please like our advisors our you know like our parents and everything that we forget that like you know we're still in high school we're we're still like teenagers well I'm not in high school anymore but you know we're still there and it's supposed to be fun you know you're supposed to be here because you like it and you want to make these memories and I know a lot of people have a different mentality we're like oh every competition like you know we have to give it our all and like that's true you always have to like give it your all and everything but it's always sad when you're doing something and you kind of lose sight of why you did it. You know, you want to, want to be able to look back and not just be like, you know, I won or I gave it all I can, I could give, but you want to look back and think of those experiences where for, I mean, for me, my favorite part of FFA wasn't even sometimes the conferences, the competitions, it was the rides to the competitions. The times you would stop in the middle of like the Valley where there's nothing at Kettleman city eating like, you know, Jack in a box, or something or getting Starbucks and just being able to talk with everybody, like making dumb jokes, listening to Ariana Grande, because that's our hype song. Uh, don't forget. <laughs> Morning's like 7.30. Cause okay, for those of you who don't know, we were in the Citrus team together and it was like just me and Moy and like the rest were, what is it? Like six other, six other girls. So like our hype up song would be like seven, seven rings. Ariana Ariana Grande. Grande. <laughs> like at 6.30, 7.30 in the morning. 
so yeah that if i can leave you all with one thing is don't don't forget to have fun be yourself and to you know try to create those memories and like don't don't be afraid to be yourself and to laugh and to enjoy every little aspect so yeah um so my piece of advice would be to um not be so afraid to mess up because i know for me um i was I always wanted to be like the best I possibly could at like the first swing and that put a lot of like stress on me and it wasn't because anybody was putting it on me it's because I would just I wanted to be the best myself but I think we need to realize that we're 16 17 15 18 year olds like literally just like trying to go through this so don't be afraid to mess up because that's what this organization is for is to mess up right now so that you don't mess up later and then my other piece of advice would be to like take advantage of those opportunities. And I know that's like a broad spectrum, whether that's, as I said, speaking competitions, raising an animal, um, applying for scholarships, like take advantage of those things so that later on you can put these in your resume and you just, you just beat other people already just by other people looking at the things you've accomplished so that you can already be a step ahead of them. So, yeah. Um, good advice. I have to agree with more like try to have fun. Like for me, we had the impromptu competition on Thursday. No, no, Tuesday, right? Yes. Okay. And um, I know like it's hard with COVID, but literally the whole time I, everyone was like spamming the group chat, like with jokes and all of us had to turn our cameras off because we were laughing and, um, and then Jasmine is going on to regional. So congratulations to her if she watches this. Um, but I think that concludes our episode for today. So I want to thank you guys for being our guest and um, thank you for those who are listening. My pleasure. Wait, can can uh, I have a little request? Uh, can me and Miguel do the closing? We're like, hey, that's this week's episode of the Dude. Pastime Podcast. Wait, I don't even think we're able to say it at the same time because we're kind of delayed, right? Is that how okay, ready? ready? Okay, so we're going to say thank you for listening for this week's episode of the Pastime Podcast. Okay, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, somebody count Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pastime Podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. I beat Mute you. Yeah, I beat Mute you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's uh, edition of the Pastime Podcast by Moises Novoa. Bye, guys.